Welcome to the Strategic Investor. Join us as we interview some of the world's most productive asset managers and uncover sophisticated and unique investment strategies in the markets. Here is your host, Charlie Wright. Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net, where we bring you investment strategies you are not hearing elsewhere, and that's especially the case today. Please contact us at info at strategicinvestorradio.com and go to our website to hear podcasts and of any of our previous shows and uh, interviews, strategicinvestorradio.com. Today is April 22nd, 2016, Earth Day. I'm Charlie Wright, and uh, we have the distinct ple- pleasure and privilege of talking with Matthew Rossi, founder and chief research officer of Market DNA. Matthew talks to us from their headquarters in El Segundo, California. Matthew, welcome to Strategic Investor Radio. Thank you very much, Charlie. I'm really excited to uh, be talking to you today. So, uh, Matthew, you and Market DNA have a most interesting, in fact, fascinating approach and strategy as to how to invest. So tell us about Market DNA. Give us a little of the background and what it is that you guys do. Sure, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, Market DNA is an investment research product that I developed back in uh, between 1996 and 2006. And basically what it is, it's uh, forensics uh, in the derivatives market. So we go in and take uh, actual end-of-day trading information from the derivatives market, and we run it through our algorithm. And at the end of the day, what it's doing for us, it's spitting out um, trades on the equity side, so equity trades that will move uh, significantly in our direction. And we've been extremely accurate with that type of research over the last 10 years. And, and how are you able to filter out all of the information that needs to be filtered out in order for you to identify what is the important aspects? That's a great question. So we've, had, we've developed over 100 uh, what we call filters to filter out the noise and hedging techniques, the straddles, the strangles, the collars that occur legitimately within the derivatives market. And what we're finding is those one or two trades that are occurring based on what we consider to be inefficiencies in dissemination of information. Okay, so somebody is investing in a particular way, and you're actually able to filter out all of the institutional and, quote, normal investors, and then you're able to identify, you know, those that appear to be the result of people having, as you say, inefficiencies of information? That's correct. So basically, basically, we're finding, that's exactly correct, we're finding those one or two trades that people have information on that are not institutional type trades, um, that are not legitimate uses of, of derivatives, and they're trading on those uh, derivatives for an impending uh, catalyst that's going to drive the equity up or down significantly. And what makes you think that people are using derivatives as opposed to just being either long or short that, uh, that position? Well, the initial uh, predicator is, uh, and the initial flag for us, is changes in option volume within the derivatives marketplace. So what we're seeing is we're seeing a spike in volume uh, on either a call or a put of the underlying equity. That's the initial flag for us. And what we, one of our filters process is to be able to say, look at the equity and look at the volume on the equity. And what we're looking for is is something flat with low volume. So no one's really trading on the equity. They don't realize something's going on, but it's being traded on within the derivatives market before that. 
And so you would not, this would not have caught Martha Stewart's uh, wrong move then? Well, it actually, funny story, uh, it actually did catch Martha Stewart's uh, move within uh, Inclone. Uh, back during that time frame, we actually flagged Inclone to have a significant move downward. And uh, an even better story about that is I was playing golf uh, back in Connecticut, in Fairfield, Connecticut. And gentleman I was playing with uh, asked me what I did for a living, and I told him, and I told him we had a really great move coming up on, on this company called Inclone, and uh, we had it, it had moved already at that point in time. And at the end of the round, he confided in me that he was Martha Stewart's brother, and asked me if I would vouch for Martha and that she had my research, which I absolutely denied and said no, I would not. But we certainly can pick up on those type of traits. Well, that is very, very interesting. Now, you're the first one I've heard of that that does this. I'm sure people are trying to do that all the time. Um, are, are there? Uh, do, do you kind of have competition of others who are trying to do this? You say it took you ten years to create this. Uh, most people are not that patient here. I'm sure it was not just ten years, but it was significant sums of um, of dollars. Are, are there any smart beta ETFs that claim to be able to do? This? this kind of thing? No, you know, Charlie, there is nothing. Uh, there's no one that claims to have what we have top to bottom. There are some products out there that just show variances or, or spikes in volume or changes in volume, but that alone is not an indication of anything within the equity market. So if there's a change in volume on the derivative side, it's not necessarily a predicator. That's basically a coin flip. What we do in filtering out over 100 filters to filter out the noise and get to the trade, no one else has top to bottom. And we have a funny story about that also. Part of our filtering process is to look at open interest and the change in open interest from the prior day. Well, one day, the open interest didn't get updated by Oprah out in Chicago, which is not you know Oprah, but it's the Option Pricing Reporting Agency. And so we called up the agency and notified them that the open interest had not changed. Uh, a couple hours later, after several calls into them, I got an IT guy call me up telling me, how did we know that his servers had not reset and that no one else in the entire country had picked up on it but us? Wow, that's uh, that's very interesting. You should tell that story far and wide here. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. We do. We, we really do. When we speak to people who are interested in our research to find out why we're so unique, we do give them that story. And it's something that uh, we hold true to ourselves and that we like to say, you know, we're, we're, we're very unique in what we do. Without getting into specifics here, what range of accuracy do you find that this system is able to generate? Yeah, without a specific number, I can give you a range. Over the last 10 years, from 2006 to 2016, we've been between, I would say, 80 and 90% accurate in determining equity movement. And what kind of, uh, in your active recommendations here, what what kind of time period do you look for for things to happen? Or do they typically happen within 30 days, 90 days, six months? Yeah, our stuff typically occurs uh, on average uh, between uh, 15 and 30 business days. So anywhere from three to four or five weeks, something will happen. Now, we do have some that happen earlier than that, quicker, and some that go a little bit longer. But on average, it's uh, right around that, that number. And about what percentage do you find are long and what percentage are short? Are they primarily short uh, because the people know bad news? or? 
Uh, no, it's a combination of both. We've seen, you know, to be honest with you, over the last, uh, this year in, in 16, we've had more shorts coming through, which is, which is interesting because the market's had a significant run up and we've still been very accurate with our short positions. So we're, 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 we're not correlated to the over market, but historically over the last 10 years, we've seen 60% of all of our calls be long and 40% of all of our calls be short. So we have a pretty balanced uh, research uh, basis now. Well, and I'm sure that depends on the time of year. 2013, they were probably all long. Uh, but uh, right now, uh, you know, I, I can see where they would be primarily short. Yes, uh, that's you, you know, we need to keep talking about this. Again, this is absolutely fascinating. We're going to come back and delve into it, uh, lift the hood here, and get into the tall weeds, and uh, see what we can uh, find out about this fascinating and very, very different methodology. And we're going to take a short break. Again, we're talking with Matthew. Matthew Rossi, founder and chief research officer of Market DNA out of El Segundo, California. You're listening to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net, and we'll be right back. According to the consulting firm Strategic Capital Allocation Group, every decade since 1900 has experienced at least one bear market, and several have experienced as many as three. So how do we protect our principal from these declines without missing the gains when prices rise? At Strategic Investor Radio, we interview asset managers with unique strategies designed to both protect and grow your investments. Investing is not rocket science. It's rocket fuel if you know how to harness it. For podcasts of our interviews, please visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. And now back to Charlie and his guest. Thank you, Paul. Again, we're talking uh, with uh, Matthew Rossi, founder and chief research officer of Market DNA. Matthew, uh, very interestingly, this week I was reading uh, investment news, and I came across an article that was written by someone at uh, Direxion, a family of mutual funds and ETFs. And uh, the title of the article says, Taking a Cue from insiders. And I saw that article and I said, hey, I've got to see if uh, they're talking about Matthew Rossi market DNA kinds of things here, okay? And under the, the subtitle here of insider sentiment strategy, he says, investors who want to outperform the market should take cues from corporate insiders who have access to key information. Now, you don't know who has access to the key information, and it really doesn't matter to you. What matters is there is, as you say, you know, a disconnect of information that's become available, and somebody thinks that something's going to happen that's going to trigger a particular movement in the stock. And you guys have been able to figure out, according to you, how you can filter out all the noise so that you identify these specific ones. That's uh, absolutely correct, Charlie. Matter of fact, there was a white paper that was written by two professors back in 2006 that back-tested similar methodology and, and the algorithm that we have, and they produced the actual results that in the right hands that an institutional investor or a hedge fund could return as much as 50% annually if they could find the information within the derivatives market from options uh, because it is a predicator of future 
uh, stock price movement. And so you guys did that for 10 years. Now, we don't have time today, but that must have been quite a story. And you must have had many potential dead ends that you had to get around. And uh, your whole family must have been uh, very patient with you during that uh, entire time. So we've got to congratulate you for being having the patience to do that. Well, what t- Obviously, spending 10 years to do this and the amount of money, time, and energy it took to do it, you don't give this stuff away. Who are the, what are the type of clients that you have for this kind of research? Sure. Most of our clients are, are hedge funds and institutional investors. Uh, but most recently on our website, we do post our research results uh, on an a la carte basis. So if an individual investor is interested in being able to get our research, instead of having to pay a yearly license fee to us, they can pay on a one-off basis. So we are starting to pick up some individual investors also. And so they can pay uh, whatever the fee is, and then they get one particular recommendation, either long or short, and you don't really tell the reasons why or what they're what you're seeing, right? You just say should be long or short, and sometime within the next 30 days, they should know if that's going to happen. That's correct. Okay. Well, that is very interesting. And so how do you market your services? We market our services directly by calling into uh, hedge funds uh, locally uh, within mostly on the East Coast and the West Coast. We are also part of the California Hedge Fund Association, and we're also uh, part of the uh, group called STALA, which is the Securities Traders Association of Los Angeles. Okay. And so you get the word out by doing that, because I had certainly never heard of this, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I'm not involved in that world either here. So yeah. th- that is very interesting. About how many recommendations or positions, active positions, do you have at any given time? We have on average of about seven to ten in any given month. Okay. And again, they're going to last for uh, about 30 days or so. That's correct. So we're turning over the portfolio uh, on, a, on a consistent basis, but those those returns are, are significant enough that it offsets any kind of turnover. So, yes. And have you been able to differentiate the alpha that has come here? Uh, because you, you say you have a very high percentage of winning trades or winning recommendations. However, in a bull market, if you're recommending, you know, eight out of 10 long positions that they're going to rise, they're going to rise anyway. Uh, Have you ever identified the difference between what the beta was for that, what that, how that stock would have risen compared to how it actually did rise? We haven't identified it directly, but our standard deviation and non-correlation to the overall markets produces alpha uh, on a regular basis well yeah it, it's it, you know I, I would think would would typically almost all alpha here okay yes. and uh, and so have you been able to identify the reasons why you get false signals yes we have so some of the examples of, of the false signals are most recently we had a position to sell short the company actually came out with earnings that were horrendous and missed by 10, 15%, notified the street that they were missing bookings by 70%. There was so much of a short position uh, in the stock that it, after the first uh, five minutes of the open, there was a squeeze, and the stock shut up 10% from our position. So, yeah, you know, there, there are things that are out of our control. Another issue could be, uh, you know, a CFO can get on a conference call after earnings are bad and say, hey, you know, things are going to get better in the future. And the information that was traded on was, was accurate, but it just goes the opposite way. 
I see. So are most of your active positions, most of your recommendations dealing with earnings calls that are coming up? Uh, that's a great question. The actual answer is no. We only have about 10% of our research um, surrounding and going around earnings. A lot of our research and the catalyst for the movements and the equities are based on uh, events, whether it's a uh, an acquisition, a divestiture, uh, a contract with a government agency, a uh, raise, or uh, some type of change from the brokerage company on the uh, company's recommendation. And do you have a recommended uh, exit position on each one of your recommendations? Yes, we do. We have a recommended get in at X price and to get out at Y. So, yes, we have a, a, a entry and an exit point on all of our recommendations. And how would you come up with the Y? Uh, in, in, in each uh, it's, case. It's, it's part of our algorithm. Uh, it's part of the process and, and what we've written over the t- 10 years to be able to get it there. And, and it's primarily based on the fact that the derivative traders and the market makers and the derivatives markets are smart enough to know what the events are going to be coming out on. So they'll price the derivative to a point where they don't get hurt. So someone buying the derivative will have to pay a premium. And what we're seeing is implied volatility increase. But that, that premium is basically what's going to drive the price of the equity at the end of the day once the event occurs. Well, that was way over my pay grade here, but uh, I'm sure it makes sense and it sounds very logical here. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, first of all, I've got to congratulate you. Uh, th- th- this is very, very unique. I am sure it makes for absolutely uh, delightful conversations in a social setting. It does. And I'm sure people, will once they hear what you do, you become the center of conversation of any particular gathering. We, we certainly do. We, we, we get uh, high interest of gatherings. We get high interest of individuals that are, are stunned with their jaws dropping at some of our stories and some of our uh, recommendations. So is there a way for any of our listeners to be able to invest in this? How would they contact you? So they can reach us at our website. It's uh, www market dna all one word marketdna.com and on the website there's uh some research report there's some historical research reports that we've had they can purchase some and there's a contact there also they can email us or, or call me directly and i will speak to them directly and uh you had mentioned offline that you're considering uh expanding out in some other areas uh would you mind uh, sharing a little bit of that with us yeah, absolutely. We are in the process of uh, registering and launching a hedge fund uh, now based off of the uh, research. So we're excited about that. It's another arm of our business, and uh, we hope to take advantage of what we're providing to others in, in specific sectors to an overall basis for the hedge fund. Well, good luck in that endeavor here. Thank you uh, so, so tell us, Matthew, a question we like to ask all of our guests here. What keeps you awake at night? You, you know, the excitement of, of my work and, and the work in, in trading and investing and research, seeing basically what we do is we try to even the playing field and try to identify previously unobservable trades uh, to our, our clients and the people coming to us. So what keeps me up is, is the excitement of making an even playing field and making sure no one else is cheating out there. And, you know, this is a question I should have asked early on. What is your background that allowed you to have the strength of acumen and knowledge and understanding of the world of trading to know how to do this? I appreciate that. So I have a bachelor's in economics from the University of Connecticut. I also have a master's in finance and investing from University of Connecticut also. 
and uh, I have uh, some experience in, in managing uh, private funds uh, previously uh, back in the uh, East Coast, but now I brought all that expertise here to the West Coast. Okay, thank you. So question number two is, what book on investing would you recommend for our listeners? Oh, hands down, Barton Biggs' book, on it's called Hedgehogging. Uh, one of the best written books on hedge funds and investing that you could ever read. And who's the author again? Barton Biggs, B-I-G-G-S. Hedgehogging. That has not been recommended before, so thank you very much for for doing that. Your listeners are going to absolutely love it. Go get it. They will not put it down. Okay, thank you very much. So again, provide your website for us. Sure, it's www.marketdna.com. Okay, and if somebody wanted to send an email to somebody... Uh, they can reach me directly at M Rossi M R O S S I at marketdna.com. Okay, and uh, Matthew, final words for our listeners here. Final words is uh, be patient with your trades. If you have a direction that's going against you, sit. Be patient. If you're going to be correct, you're going to be correct. If you're not, you know, no one. We're all big boys. You're never going to win every single trade. Take your lumps and move on to the next one. Uh, Great advice. Matthew, thank you very much. We appreciate you joining us today. Charlie, thank you for the time, and good luck to everyone. So again, we've been talking with Matthew Rossi, founder and chief research officer of Market DNA out of Zell Segundo, California. You've been listening to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net, and we wish everyone an enjoyable and productive investing. You've been listening to The Strategic Investor, your source for compelling investment strategies from some of the most productive asset managers in the industry. For unique investment strategies, visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. Investing is not rocket science.